and we're in. Boom. We're in. Danny Burke, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Hello. How you been? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Yourselves? Yeah, living, bad. The, living it, man. Surviving. I'm living a technological nightmare. Yeah, we had, a bit, we, had a, we had a bit of a nightmare, but we're there now. We can we're see here, you. We're here. Does, doesn't look like you've aged a bit as well, Danny. Danny doesn't age. Danny doesn't age. He's got that. He's got that weird vampire he's Irish got, blood in him. Danny's, Danny's got that Benjamin Button thing, where he goes back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to see my Pete Pan outfit? <laughs> So, for those of you who don't know, um, Danny was my line manager at SSG, and I was kind of Mickey's supervisor at SSG, so this is a bit of a um, blast from the past, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, how, how are things at work, Dan? What's the... What's, busy, what's the busy, busy. Obviously, we're stuck in the middle of the world, stopping mm. spinning at the minute, mm. um, but typical ssg style we've just full-on embraced it so so how, how's it work with like the courses and stuff yeah we meet slt um senior leadership team we made a, a really quick decision that we weren't having it and we weren't just gonna sit back and let let this happen to us and um all the hard work that we do and all the people that are very you know what i mean the kind of people that we work with generally need need more from us than than anything else so at the time i think we were about 153 people who were relying on support one way or another through the training side of the business yeah 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 so that that and again you guys know they they that ranges from different vulnerabilities on the spectrum like massively so mm. We we just said, look, we'll we'll do what we need to adapt to survive. So. Just just to just to quickly tell tell people because a lot of people who watch this won't know what what where we the background we come from, like as in like what even SSG is. So yeah, SSG essentially when 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 I first started, it was education, uh, education. It wasn't even even training at that. No, point, it, was, it, it was sports. So it was no. Now it was after support. sports support, wasn't it? So education, but well, we were yes, we were youth engagement. We yes, wow. yes, education training, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes, so education. what? what and I think I, I sorry, Mick, go on. God, I was about to say, what does SSG? So if you could put put it in a bracket and basically explain to the people who are listening right now, like what it was we did as a as as a, as a company when we worked for you, what, what kind of is it? Yeah, well, we've only got little <laughs> time, haven't we? You need about four weeks to understand what yeah. we. This is what we try to well, explain to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like crazy. It's what we what we don't do really. Yeah. We, we could sit in Parliament, I think, as some of the say. Yeah. No, we're a Bedford Bedford based Bedford based uh, service provider. So we've got two different sides of our of the company. Uh, Dan and Chris sit as MDs on either side of the company. One is activities and events. That is the real fun side. That's your Silverwood, uh, Silverstone, Goodwood events, corporate events, um, residentials for school kids, uh, after-school clubs, uh, supporting schools with their PE activities, um, 600 swimmers a week from 12-week-old to about 12, 13. Uh, We've now got football academies for the youngsters, uh, working on girls' football, disability football, um we do parties it's just you name it it's really is a and everything about it is fantastic because although it's looking at people paying 
whether it be a school or something like that, it, it's always giving back. It's always a community mm-hmm. feel to it, and it's always about getting involved, having fun, uh, and smiling, really. It's, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Employees, get, empowering people to engage is, is a key tag. Um, the other side to the business is, is our education and training. Yeah. So, yeah, we now, we now bracket that into a mini college is the best way to think about it. The difference is with ours is our mini college. We have 16 to 18-year-olds, and then we've got 18-plus up to pre-retirement. So we do... So that's your fast-track guys. That's yeah, your yeah. education employment. Yeah, you remember that. And now we've got such a... We've got pathways of provision now. So we've got uh, what you would expect. So you can go from one course and elevate and push on and, um, and move on. So everything from college start... Oh, yeah. and I've still got a bit of desire. Let's get you in at a certain point, and then you can transcend to what you've put your effort into, really. Mm. Um, and then we have the majority of the adults, the ones who are either a bit down on the look, just waiting for a bit of a door to open in life, or somebody who's in a bit of a skill change. So mm-hmm. they've uh, come out one industry, going into another, uh, stuff like that. And so. So it literally is everything. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's the thing of people. We work with people. Yeah. That's what it is. And um, if there's an opportunity arises or there's a need, then we'll look at it. We'll, flex it. we'll be flexible with it. Um, COVID-19, it hasn't just affected what you would imagine the training side, but all of a sudden now, the safest sporting activity to do is swimming. But there's the simple lockdown. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm scared of it. So we've had to lock everything down. Mm-hmm. But in that, we are frontline providing care. Yeah, really? this, there's the other side to it where you've got vulnerable yeah. adults that you need to look after that came yeah. in just to get away from whatever they were, you know. Oh, yeah, and some of the things that have happened to some of the training guys are, are, is, is yeah, not worth thinking about. And they're the yeah. ones that not seeing. Totally imagine. But in the activity side, we now work with Bedford Council mm. and we offer a provision which is fun and safe and it's an alternative for school. So while the schools weren't opened, we were. Yeah, yeah. We, we were we running these social distancing, these deep cleansers, this uh, minimal uh, contact, PPE, all the rest of it. We've been doing that for weeks and that's the yeah. Royal work, obviously. That's the... Uh, Emily Warbank and uh, um, a couple of other events. They've been running out. So our training centre for education flipped right. into uh, a, a mini school. Basically. Wow. A lot, lot of the guys who are linked to social workers or uh, maybe even linked to frontline workers, NHS, yeah. teachers themselves, they were able to come through the borough, be assigned to us and and have a good old, good old time, really. So how, awesome. what's your kind of role within it now, Danny? So what are you doing now at the company? Official title. So what's, your, what's your title? What's your job? How, what, what do you do, man? Well, it's skivvy, mate. <laughs> T-boy. General, yeah, general T-boy, cut the grass. Yeah. So director of um, quality and compliance. 
Yeah, okay, so, so that's not far off what you were kind of doing before. Far off, no, not far off at all. But the role itself is now grown because underneath has grown and expanded. So, sure. Um, the, the main, the main real drive of my job is currently uh, lead of safeguarding in cross company. So everything to look at the well-being of others, including staff, uh, candidates, and any visitors. Um, then on top of that, looking after all the kind of educational side to what we do in training. Mm. So the bit that Mick used to love, all the marking. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Benny Green does my own handwriting. <laughs> I think Mate, you must. <laughs> Your handwriting is so bad, you oh, couldn't read so, tick. So bad, man. Is that a tick or a cross? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hieroglyphics. Yeah, that's it. Life. I'm speaking in ancient Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, everything to do with that. And and joking aside, that kind of side to it, I've got a colleague, Jenna. You remember Jenna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jenna's flying now. She's she's queen bee. She's proper hangman. You do not. Yeah, nothing's changed there, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that, yeah. man. Yeah, it's good that we need though, man. You needed that. You it know is. what I mean? You need, you this, need is what we, this is what me and Sunny were saying, right? We were saying, so me and Sunny were, we were socially distanced, of course, and we were, had, uh, we were having a conversation and we were talking about um, where our experience in education, we were talking about, we were talking, telling our girlfriends basically what we did, right? And how, what we taught and the kind of, the kind of kids we taught and the kind of young adults we taught, the kind of adults we taught. And, uh, I can't even remember how we got to it, Sonny. Do you remember how we well, got so to it? Well, I, so I, I was, I was, I, I was just kind of, I was telling my girlfriend Verity what I did, and what Mickey did, what Mickey's role was, and how I kind of learned everything. And in without getting too heart to heart, I was like, there's very, I, I Mick's probably the same, but through education, I think there's very few teachers that kind of like impact your life. And with me, a lot of the experiences, a lot of the real tough, good tough experiences that I learned we're at SSG and that comes not just educating learners but also educating people and learning how to influence them to get the best out of them and I was like the person I was saying to Mick the person that I learned that off was yourself was the big Danny Burke and I said like through through life now where I'm now like I owe that company and especially you um a lot of credit to that because I can, you know, there, there's no, there was no experience like it. Like if mm. someone comes, like rings up the phone and said they've had a bad service, I was like, listen, this is, this is a, an, an easy, easy situation to handle. Yeah. And I was like, how good would it be to get Berkey on? Yeah. And kind of look at the experience that we had. And we said we would not be nowhere near the characters that we are now if we didn't have that you know, kind of journey through education, mm. you know, the learners that we, we taught and a lot of, a lot of what the learners taught us as well. Yeah. You know, um, it kind of, it, you, you look, you look at the world in a very different way after you, yeah. you, you've taught them, you know, um, yeah, 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 that's, kind of, that, that's kind of how it all come together. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, it was funny to see because Sonny was obviously the one that taught me. So obviously I yeah. turned up at SSG, what, 19 years old. Big fat, yeah. garlic eating, garlic bread eating fat kid, right? Turn up, turn up at SSG, bowled into this. I, to be honest with you, I was, I'd, I'd worked in, I'd worked in law schools and I've taught before, but I'd never talked to that caliber. And obviously, Sunny taught me how to teach properly, right? Because that was how it works. You, you kind of attached us to someone like Sunny. I was attached to Sunny immediately, as you can see. And uh, 
and he taught me the, the, the kind of ins and outs of, it, the, of the education. But he learned that from you. So essentially, you were teaching me, right? It was crazy. It was some Jedi shit going on. Like, you were like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. But it's exactly the same. And it's, it's the, um, it's how, what you were saying about how you influence people. It's like, you see certain patterns in an individual, like you saw with me and you saw with Sonny. You see certain individual, like patterns with an individual. You know what pattern fits, fits with that person. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what you taught him. And that's what he taught me, which is and I wouldn't be nowhere near in terms of like negotiating and in terms of like um, how I talk to people and how I engage with people. Wouldn't be nowhere near yeah. that type of person if I hadn't learned that kind of shit early. Do you know I, what I, mean? I think a lot of the things that Berkey used to do is he would identify the individual strengths and weaknesses straight away mm. and work with that instead of trying to teach them how he best learned. And that was like a big key thing, which I take into rehab nowadays. I take into talking to someone that I need to negotiate with. I take it, you know, you, you tell them what they want to hear and how they want to hear it, essentially. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, very powerful thing. And like, you know, I'll speak to Mickey about it and Mickey uses it. And But all these experiences came from work. And we, we are a massive, massive credit to yeah, the SSG. You don't, you don't see it at the time, though. Which is which is sometimes a blessing because it can it can skew what you get from a situation, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really important. That whenever you can, you pausing in everyday life is impossible. Mm-hmm. No one can pause and reflect. It's impossible. But if you can do it on the move, if you can if you can have a little bit of a period where you can reflect back on things, like you guys have obviously done, and you, mm-hmm. what you can do is you can pull out of that, and then it's more noticeable in your next experience that you have. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. So you're to then, to, to then almost allow that experience to impact you a little bit more than it would do the next time. So each time you do that, if you're open to that suggestive behaviour, yeah. you're just going to absorb it. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether it's a positive or negative situation. You are... Listen, you'll hear people talk about that you have to learn from your negatives and and every every negative, there is a positive out of it and all this kind of stuff. But unless you unless you actually believe in that it's bad for you because mm-hmm. you will not you will not absorb the right element of that mm-hmm. and you will not you'll not build a relationship with those failures or those negatives in the right way mm-hmm. and and that is where i believe currently a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are not realizing that they see they see knocks they see these kind of um hurdles and barriers and things as something that can't be accomplished or mm. not beneficial to them. Yeah. Uh, what really they need is somebody to point out that actually they're not beneficial to you if you don't use them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. If you don't see that benefit to it. Yeah. Like me, if you're getting smashed on your left cheekbone, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you don't realise that and you don't reflect back on that and embrace it then that's just going to keep happening until you yeah. stick your hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or learn to slip on the inside. That is just what it is. And it's the same with Sonny. If Sonny, if you keep if you keep marketing your um, your therapy business in the same way and, and, and hoping that it's going to happen and hoping it's going to happen and hoping, if you're not willing to actually look at it and say, okay, why didn't it happen? In an unemotional way, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, completely. And it's not, you didn't try and it's not that you didn't give it your all and all the rest of it mm. it's just it was in a slightly it was two degrees out yeah. that's all it was and, and that's, the, that's one of the biggest things that you taught me as well Danny directly it's same as same as the way that Sunny taught me in terms of business 
you've both got unbelievable business heads and the, what what you guys kind of taught me was like your business is a completely separate person to you right even though me, my business is me so my business is me even though that's mm-hmm. that's true it's like a hologram of me it's not actually me right so like it's like a baby almost right and the way the way you market it the way you like speak about it everything goes into this business everything everything goes into this business that was the same way how you guys explained it to me especially like like i say I'll, danny i'll come and see you when it comes to things I'm, certain, I'm not sure about when it comes to boxing in terms of like the business side yeah, of things you know what it, i mean exactly the reason you you were the first person i went to and then i went to you you were the only two people i went to when i when i first started thinking about um contracts and things along, along those lines man yeah yeah, because, yeah i remember because business is like business is like an entity right that's the term you lot use all the time it's mm-hmm. like a different entity it's like a well at, at, at um ssg mm. like danny was saying the, the different departments were separate businesses mm. so essentially yeah. if i was like a hod or a coordinator of education i had mm-hmm. to know every nuance inside out and it, I would have to make kind of like business decisions with the support of obviously Danny. Mm. And we'll, that's where we, these chats and these ideas and thoughts kind of developed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what the, the kind of things I speak to you about. Yeah. Like it was, it was essentially, you had to learn how to run a business, but deliver at the same time. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent, man. So the who, thing, go on, Danny. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say knowledge, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really cheesy to say that, but, Learning off the guys that employed me, because I've had, listen, I'm older older than my years, and the amount of education places I've worked in. Mm. So knowing education, I didn't come to SSG to further my educational career. Mm. I came to SSG because I wanted to shift from that maintained conventional element of education, and I wanted to go in and, and learn a new skill, and learn a new trade. Mm. And that was around business, and that was looking at education as a business. And and a lot of people in education frown upon that because they, they that? see... I think because, they, like a lot of things in this country, you're stuck in your own ways because mm. two generations before have done it, that means we have to do it now. Mm. And our educational format is, is prehistoric. It's, it's Straight lines, you face forward, yeah. Oh, it's on his knees. It's prehistoric. Yeah. Well, you, do you know what I mean? Everything from you hit five, you must go in and be tested at school. Yeah. All the way up to um, the biggest, the biggest, fuck, oh shit, I nearly swore this. No, 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 fuck shit, fuck, man, go ahead. <laughs> go for it, man. The biggest, the biggest bullshit lie yeah. is when you tell somebody in year nine, what do you want to be in life? Let's choose these GCSEs. They are going to drive towards these GCSEs. They're going to work upwards and beyond 18 months of their life, hourly, daily, graft. They'll get to an exam. Their arse will drop out. They'll bottle it. They don't really like it. And then everybody else who meets them from there says, you can't do it because Mm. you've not done that one, two-hour exam or whatever it might be. Yeah, Yeah, their whole life. Yeah, that they've just done 18 months' worth of over 2,000 hours of education and learning about how to do that. Mm. And I think that we, we as, a, as a whole kind of establishment country, need to start to really embrace the fact that GCSEs, don't, they carry all this weight and they, re, they literally determine the next 10 years of your life. Mm. Mm. And, and, and it's not needed because actually some of the best people 
or people people yeah, and they're yeah. not actually I, I, I would even i would even say that the most powerful people in the world are better people people than yeah. academics this they understand relationships. Yeah, exactly. And education. If you know people, if you can build appropriate relationships with people, I can be thick, and I am thick as pig shit, but that means I can get somebody, that means I can get somebody, I can talk around people and and pick their strengths to my weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I want you on my team. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you may not see that as a strength. So, Mick, when you came in straight away, mm. especially um, working with uh, out of the Bedford Centre that time, mm. you know, we were working... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We had, yeah, we had a handful of people in there. Um, and, it, do you know what I mean, those kids... I'll say kids. I mean, like, young adults. Those yeah. young adults who yeah. got through some stuff. And what... They didn't need somebody to sit there and, and, mm. and tell them, look, you need to be quiet. No. Be quiet. That's the way you get respect. That's not how it is. No. You you need somebody who's going to stand there and say, "Do you know what? You need to have a look at yourself." Mm. And you, you need, if you want respect, you need to look at what what is respectful about yourself. 100%. What do you hold? To I felt. Do, do Do you think? Sorry, Mick. Do you think that's what? kind of like the education system's missing. There, a lot of these teachers are getting degrees and getting their QTS. And then going on to their PGCE, they're wrapped in cotton wool, they're going into a school, so they know they're teaching pedagogy inside out. But then as soon as they go to teach in front of people, they don't have the skill of people. Do you think 100%. that's kind of what they're missing? Or? 100%. I tell you, I had, I had to do four years to get my teaching degree. Yeah. And I had to do four teaching placements. And at the same time for that, I was expected to pay for my livelihood and where I was staying, because you'd be all over the country staying for three months at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had lesson plans tore up in front of me. I had Pete, do you know what I mean? I'd spent all night writing on them because I'm so old, computers didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I, I, and I also was involved in behind the facade of what teaching is. Mm-hmm. So I saw it, I saw it from the staff room and the politics. Yeah. I saw it from the playground and the real children. And then I saw it from the classroom as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you, do you know what I mean? It's, you have just some of the hardest working people in this country, yeah. teachers. Yeah. And none more so than primary teachers. Yeah. So, I mean, probably the hardest job I've ever done. Really? Did you teach primary, but? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and you know what? That was in a private school, and they developed their PE curriculum for them. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the hardest jobs I had to do because you think it's hard enough trying to progress somebody's learning, progress somebody's knowledge, yeah. in when they just are having a bad day or they've got other things going on in their life, like some of our teenagers do. Mm. Try doing it when. One of the kids doesn't even know how to use the toilet right, or <laughs> blow the toilet it's, right. Yeah, crazy. Fr- frustrated, but they can't articulate themselves and tell you what's wrong, so they just have a meltdown. Yeah. And mm. and in times that by upwards of thirty in our state schools. <sighs> Top it, it's it's an upwards battle, isn't it? It is. It, it is. But know, 
there's so much there's so much that goes into it i find you know what i mean i said what i learned and obviously what we suddenly learned, there's so much that goes into educating one individual like so much energy is required i remember coming back after my first week of working i'll never forget this yeah coming back from the first week yeah at working at ssg and i've never been that kind of tired before in my life it was like a it was like, Exhausted. oh my god! Like I had nothing yeah. in me, like energy. Well, I could go and throw punches, but like there was nothing upstairs because these individuals require like it's like I don't know how to explain it. Managing relationships requires energy. Yeah. And right? energy, yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Managing like a relationship, but so one individual requires you to be like, come on, mate, just you know, let's let's get on with it. And another individual requires you to say, listen. Sort yourself out because we ain't playing our games number, that kind of thing. Yeah. Having to like jump between these yeah, yeah, yeah. personalities and these, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. man. Chris Watson used to say all the time, what hats were you wearing? And you'd always have to jump between the lawyer, the teacher, yeah. the yeah. mentor, the businessman, the, you know what I mean? All in the space of 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, yeah. You, then, then you turn around and something's going on behind you, you forgot to mark your sheet of paper to say they were in, Yeah. this piece of paper gets delivered, and everything's gone to pop because the paper's <laughs> right. And you know what and I learned? You know what I learned, bro? Yeah, that's exactly what happens, yeah. And you know what I learned? And I realise this more and more now as I see other people, people younger than me, dealing with situations. I think, why are you panicking for? Why are you freaking out? You know what I mean? Why are you doing? Why are you losing your head about this? Are you kidding me? When I have to, I have to remind myself that these people haven't been in the situations that we've been in. You know what I mean? They haven't like you. You know as well as I do. When a room goes, when you're teaching individuals the way you know the the the, the kind of caliber that we used to teach, when a room goes, it goes like it yeah, goes. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's, it's no. You're not saving it. You're not yeah. saving it. And the only way you can do is manage it. And, and Danny, Danny Burke used this term for me. I'll never forget mm. it. You put out fires when they pop up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just go around putting out fires. And and by before you know it, it's four o'clock. Do you know what I mean? And you, and then you go. And go that, that's when you can do your paperwork. That's a W. <laughs> that's a W in them. In, in, in that, in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Any teachers that are listening to this will say this. They'll tell you this yeah. straight away. Yeah. You you need to build a relationship with the people that are in front of you, no matter what age they are, mm. because you cannot put out every fire. Yeah. Okay. So what you have to do is get to the root cause of that fire mm. and stop it from either igniting before it even happens. Mm. That and and some relationships you will have, and that's and it's like a parent kind of role where you give them a glance or you can you can read them a little bit more, and that's what you pick up on. Other things are you've got to be a bit more kind of authoritarian with it and set out the clear boundaries. And and the biggest one for me is the most impact is positive behaviour management. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always used to say to Mick that alert from you. Don't tell the child off. Tell no. the child next to him how good he is for being quiet and watch yeah. him change. I like, change. And it's, it's so these little yeah. skills that up like i remember like the kind you used to walk into a room danny and think right these are my influence i'm talking like kids or even adults these are my influencers yeah these are my soldiers these are my doers these are my thinkers and you used to kind of allocate and like yeah. pigeonhole without kind of saying it but you used to pigeonhole yeah. them into the groups that they used to make and it's, it's almost like business so you it just it, you get it to run itself yeah like you said you, you get the small fires to put themselves out before yeah. It's less about you, it's about them, and you just facilitate yeah. the room. It's the, right? cogs, the cogs of the room slowly start turning together, right? And yeah. then suddenly, now we're learning, because everybody's working yeah. together, right? And now I'll never forget, this is all popping into my head. For, listen, I don't remember anything, right? But these little things popping into my head. 
I was struggling, right? I was really struggling uh, with a lower school class with PE. Really struggling. They were normally I'd walk into a room and because I was I, back then I was quite a big lad. I could I could kind of and when you when you're a male working in in lower schools, there's not very many of them. So they can mm-hmm. kids kind of listen to you a little bit more when it comes to like raising your voice and you've got a deeper voice and your height. All these things play a play a factor, right? And I was really struggling with this one class. I can't remember what school it was. I want to name anyway. But this but these none of them were listening, right? None of them were listening, right? And I couldn't work out what, what I was doing wrong. And Danny, you told me to take out a piece of paper and just start scribbling on it, pretending you're writing names, right? <laughs> and I was like, that's never going to work. That's never going to work. Are you kidding me? So I mean, I'll go back to this school. And uh, every time someone st- st- like piped up or was you know, messing around with it, pretending I was writing, didn't know these kids' names, just pretending I was writing these names, right? Next thing I know, they've all sat down because they're all like, "Why is why is he writing their name? Why is he writing their name? Yo, he's writing their names. Who's he gonna give them to?" We and they're all like, "We doing it with that piece of paper." And I was like, "Nothing. We doing it. I'm not doing anything with a piece of paper." Write their names down. <laughs> One kid would come up to me like, "Sir, <laughs> like, oh, sir, sir, he's messing around." Writ the kid's name down. Look to the other kid. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Before we know it, everybody's listening to you. It was something as simple as taking a piece of paper yeah, out and a pen. Like, Berk is like Yoda, man. It was like his, his, like Jedi mind tricks that he used to use the Force every time you walk into a room. And I used to be like, how the fuck have yeah. you done that? And the other thing you said was, if you can turn your back on a class and they're not messing around and nothing's kicking off, you've got a class. And that's 100% true. Yeah. If you can turn and around it, and not look at them, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yeah. Listen, it's great having a chat for all this, but I have got the scars to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got, which is what kind of brought us to saying it. Like we got, yeah, but the support yeah. came from you. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where, where did you find you did most of your sort of like learning and um, wars you went through? It was, let me think. Um, didn't didn't have the the best kind of education myself. Didn't really until I got to. I mean, like always, there's a couple of teachers here and there and things like that, but it wasn't wasn't the best time for me. So I think my, my obviously for me, PE teachers always played a big role mm. because it was literally non-classroom based. Yeah, yeah. Go run, hit, run. Yeah, go run, hit somebody in the rugby game, go play football, whatever whatever it was mm. we could do. Um, so... Um, Chris Ramsden was my PE teacher. I'm still in contact with him. He's in Australia, actually, running stuff over there. Um, Chris Walls was a very good lecturer at college that I went to. Um, literally dragged me through the skin of my teeth um, because it was sports science. And it was, mm. do you know what I mean, fly through all practicals, come to education, academia. Yeah, I couldn't sit on a chair and write anything, really. So um, let me think. Angie Newton. So Angie Newton, I believe, is still at UOB. If not, I think she's just retiring now. Mm. She was the head of uh, department on my second year work placement at university. And it was at Stangram College, I think it was. I don't know if I should name places. but um, Anyway, yeah. That, you know, you talk about people gaining experiences. Yeah. That was warts and all. That was... Hi, pleased to meet you. Right, stick on his shoulder. Here's your scan badge. Why do I need that? Because you need to scan in and out. Why? <laughs> people who aren't here coming in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, it was a reality. Yeah. It was yeah. an understanding of, okay, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And, mm. and, then, and then from there, really, it was just, I think, taking an interest in 
my early my early days taking an interest into just what was I being told to do, right? This is what you need to do in this job. And then I'd step back a little bit and go, how would I react if I if I was that kid sat over there? Because I wasn't the best kid. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, actually, I'd probably fall asleep or I'd make an excuse to go to the loo or I'd do... Do you know what I mean? So I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd almost self-reflect on that situation quick and try and think how it's been received rather than how am I delivering. Mm-hmm. A lot of teaching early teaching starts with you must plan your lesson like this yes it's all about the individual learning but people don't make the synergy straight away Mm. that it's actually it's not how well prepared are you it's actually are you prepared enough for them to receive it is it is it a vehicle that they can travel yeah and from that it was looking at mk college so I learned, I learned from education, I then learned the, the leadership element of education at MK. I was yeah, there for yeah. a good seven that's, years. That's when, yeah, I remember because I remember, that's when Chris Watson said, we've got this guy from MK College. He's a good mate of well, mine. I swear, he was, he was blowing all sorts up. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> Celebrity. <laughs> and you went, oh. Like, Who's this guy? Like, <laughs> I was like, is that it? He's like four foot three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, going back to you, that's where you, you had your um, hot experience. Yes, yeah, for, yeah, learning middle management. Yeah. Oh, mate, what a bullshit role that is. <laughs> it's horrible. Seriously, middle management is horrible. So is that like keep, you've got to keep everybody below you happy, keep everybody above you happy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, essentially, get shit from both ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, so. yeah, yeah. And and even now, we still have conversations with with our guys now about leadership roles and trying to mentor people through it and things like that. And mm. to me, you will as middle managers, that is your job, and and you will never meet somebody. In my experience, I've never met anybody who's lasted more than seven, eight years as a middle manager. Mm-hmm. They've either gone laterally across and specialised in something, binned it off totally, mm-hmm. or they've elevated and they've gone up mm-hmm. and they've moved. And because you just can't survive. Mm. And and the the way around for me, the way was that if you've got if you, it's, oh god, this is deja vu. I was saying this the other day. You've got you've got the hard place above coming down and the weight coming up. And the way that you survive is by trying to maximise that middle ground. Yeah. Give yourself, because they're still traveling towards you all the time. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to make sure there's a big enough buffer that you can just quite happily live in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it starts coming down a bit heavier or coming up a bit heavier, you've got that, that bit of time or capacity to be able to react to it and deal with it and things like that. Mm. And the only way you can truly get that is by being in it. Yeah. Yeah, being and in the thick of it, man. Just be it, yeah. And there was listen. One of my first first leadership people there is now um, vice principal, one of the most successful colleges. Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm still pleased to say I'm in contact with her. Yeah. Uh, the one who managed me the most, God knows how she managed to do that, because mm. I was a pain in her ass to. <laughs> Because I, I always wanted to do things, and I couldn't understand why things had to go through processes. And I, yeah, yeah, communication overheads. Yeah, I didn't 
understand why things had to go up and up and down and down. Yeah. It's good for them, so let's just do it. Deal. Let's say sorry rather than have to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. Um, so she taught me loads about how to survive mm. in relationships because I wasn't the best at that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you came, you, the SSG kind of was like completely the other way. It's like, Danny, I need, I need X amount of money signed off. I need well, everything. Just, Give know, me everything you've got. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you say that, like, I think what happens in education, correct me if I'm wrong, conventional education, is that you, you get teachers, then they go up to leadership roles, and it's a completely new job, which they're not really, they yes. don't really have the skill set to, to perform at that job. And then if they're a good you know, if they're a good teacher, they'll get rewarded as a SLT. And then if they're kind of good at that, then they might go up into like a, a you know, like a management role. But each time they need new skills to do the job. And I think a lot of people, this is just going off some friends of mine who are teachers, they'll get into that leadership roles, don't know how to lead, and then they'll get demoted. And it's a, it's a bit of a catch-22 because the, the, the schools want them the schools want to promote them. There's more money attached to the job, mm. but they don't actually know how to do the job. So they, they're in that constant state of flux. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. Victim of their own success, basically. Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll show, you'll show a lot of traits, which will lead you towards being successful as a leader. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you'll probably find that they're, they're, they're up there at the relation. They're the top people for relationship building. They, do you know what I mean? They, they can deal with several things so they can multitask. They're quite organized with things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those kind of traits are great. Um, they're also probably the, the worst people that say no to things. Mm. So they're, and they're also the worst people for um, dictating and, and ensuring other people are delegated jobs. So yeah. I am telling you, we are going to do this as a team. Yeah. Right. Can I, I'll delegate you this job. I was the worst, in, I still am, I'm the worst in the world for that. And then I wonder why I'm sat up at 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> not doing my stuff and I'm doing everybody else's yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true, it's not for anyone else's fault, but my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that comes through being taught how to become, like you say, a leader. Mm -hmm. Now, when you hit the dizzying heights of being ahead, then you get you get sent away on weeks of courses and full days courses and and you're let in and you and you know what you're taught you're taught how to be a businessman you're taught yeah. how to manage a budget to taught how to um manage a whole team of hr and things like that mm. and, and actually a lot of head teachers have worked their way up through and their skill set is people and yeah what yeah. so they'll end up wanting to go back in and, and be a teacher again it's amazing how how much people skills pops up in everything isn't it oh, like, whether it's business education sport yeah. do you know what i mean yeah people energy, skills is is, is is almost what? everything you know what i mean yeah allocated wrangler might be a little bit like <laughs> but, but like like you say pretty much any job especially in this country mm. is bought from people's skills yeah and yet if if you were to categorize it where are those people skills in in our primary school and secondary education, what topic would you put them in? You wouldn't. Because I, I struggle to pinpoint. Yeah, you wouldn't. The only thing I could say maybe... Yeah. You touch, 
you talk about yourself in in, 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 in yeah your opinions and your views and and I see myself and you might do a little bit of peer learning here and there and yeah. peer assessment yeah. things like that. But ultimately, when you look at even like your PSHE and, and PSDs and stuff like that, personal social developments and mm. stuff, you're just talking about community and where you fit in your community. Fantastic. But where is, where is the um, aspirational leaders? Where is the um, business owners and the risk takers? Well, actually, a lot you of people... You never taught to, that. To, uh, it's taught out of them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. actually... In my experience, they 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 can disrupt your class like that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was that guy at school. I think we all were, weren't we? Yeah, I was never. I, I did what I needed to do to get through. So mm. if I needed five A's to C's, I made sure I got that. If I needed whatever passport I needed to get onto the next phase, I always made sure I got. But I didn't. I didn't fucking like it. I was just there just for the sake of being there, yeah. and then just I, there was always something lateral I was thinking about, and I could never pin it. Yeah. But I think it needs to be some sort of like objective way where you can kind of measure people's skills. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there needs to be some sort. Of, okay, this is what you. What, yeah. This is what Perky is good at. This is what Mickey is good at, and this is how we can use it within our business. And I've said this from day one. You know, you know, like you know, big schools now, like academies. Mm-hmm. They are businesses. So why do they not have business people as part of their? It's part of their establishment. Yeah. Well, this is it. the really good ones, and um, I've, I've, I've got to be careful, haven't I? Because yeah, 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 yeah. I can't talk. I can't talk with factual evidence. So, my opinion, mm. my opinion is that the really successful colleges, the really successful academies, are ran by top of the tree business people who have been in business, walked it, talked it. Because the first thing that they will do is they will bring in the team to fill the gaps of what they need for their outcome. Mm. So what is the KPIs for their business? Okay, so I need recruitment. I need bums on seats because that brings me in money. Okay, not a problem. Where is the best marketing and sales person I can find? Right, you. What have you done in your experience? I've taught this, taught this, taught this. You're not good for that role. You're good for down here, and I want you because it's not a hierarchical, I want you to keep my people and I want you to excel them forward and progress them. So you're going to be my hods. You're going to be my whatever. The top strategy, the decision makers, are the people that have been there and done it. Mm. It would be completely pointless to give me a job as a director of finance. Yeah. That's Dan Yossif and and Chris Watson's neck of the woods. Them Mm. boys have have been there, done it, survived, God knows how, what, in the middle of COVID-19, for God's sake, mm. where the whole world is come unfounded. Them boys are dealing with all these changes of financial. God, I'd just find a dark corner and rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, I think that's, that's what you guys have always been very good at because you know you look at the top of tree you're all very people oriented mm. and you've always looked and said right this person's good at this has put them in this area this person's good at this has put them in this area mickey's very good with the disengaged vulnerable um can't get a word out of them want to scrap like that's mm. what mickey in. and you're very good at like placing mm. placing people from, if that makes sense from chris chris has got that deep chris has just got natural ability mm. it's really weird 
um, just that business mindset of that connected that, the dots almost. Yeah, yeah, you can see, you can see, you can see a scribble. You can make it clear into a sense. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? the, but the more the older I get, the more I realise that that those skills are few and far between, man. You know what I mean? They're yeah, not, they're yeah. like, there's a lot of people that don't have them skills and they're, and they're in the wrong... You know what I mean? They think they're ready. They think they're at that level, but they ain't. You know what I mean? There's so many things you're like, holy shit. This, this, I mean, they don't think... Not, I wouldn't say the right way, but certain, like, I'd say, people that are currently in business or in, the current, in their current jobs, they're not thinking the way that will make... Not, not thinking efficiently. Do you know what I mean? They're not yeah. thinking the way that people who find it naturally can. So they're kind of mm. at a disadvantage already. Do you know what I mean? But that's why I yeah. think... Going back to what you were saying about... How do we find the people skills within education? I think that's why the creative arts are so important, man. Because because yeah. you are able to expect. I say I was never into that stuff at school. I was never into that stuff. But as soon as I have because kids, you man, you're always taught as art is drawing. Yeah. Art isn't just exactly, having man. a conversation or listening to music or you know. This is such a big bracket. It is, and you. I think in schools you you just kind of taught how to be employed. Yeah, that, you was, hope, that man. was like the main thing. 100%. Like, how, how do I make, you know, if they come out of A star grades, it means they can learn what you're teaching them very quickly. Right. It doesn't mean that they're the best uh, business people. It just means that you can employ them. They're it's, very it's, employable. It's, it's, it means they can, it's, it's their information retention is high, right? Yeah. yeah do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think just to finish on that, a real quick question, because this is something I, you know, that I think you'd, that you'd, you'd pull on. What would you say, right? You look at like, where we are right now. What makes what makes a good teacher now? Because there's so many teachers going, you're struggling. Of course, everybody's struggling. Fucking hell, the, school, the, the world stopped, right? But yeah, yeah. I see a lot of teachers. I know a lot of teachers. They're they're not struggling with like what's going on essentially, but they're struggling. With, how am I, how am I going to engage a kid in a room with a box? You know what I mean? How what would you what, what what kind of advice would you give to these teachers now? What advice would I give them? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Or three bullet points, gun to your head. These are the three things you need. Tell me the bullet points, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny was like, yes, bullet points, bullet points. <laughs> yeah, no more than three. <laughs> but first things first, I would say that if it doesn't happen there and then and tomorrow, the world isn't the world isn't going to implode. Mm. So if you if you don't have a lesson plan completed to an outstanding satisfaction every hour of every day the world is not going to stop yeah okay what will stop is you burning yourself out and then not being there for them kids mm. that's that's so you've got to look after yourself you've got to you've got to be hard with yourself because if you are a true teacher you're just going to keep going and going blindly until you run yourself into the ground mm. okay so you've got to have an understanding around yourself what what are your capabilities time wise when is your time when are you switching off mm. and if you haven't got that then you need to have that again relationship to speak to your, your school mm. and speak to your manager because there will be and there are support there and and you know what planning no everybody in this country now that is involved with children has children especially a parent okay knows what it's like and what's entailed to be a sliver of a being a teacher yeah they know yeah okay so they know so th this is the point now where it's going to be easier the second thing is understand what you're getting into okay mm. because it's not daft and they they've got targets to hit and then, do you know what I mean? There's, there's all these different things. We're not getting into politics. 
but they know they know how to attract teachers and then everything's okay and they know how to attract nurses and everything's okay it's not okay because all they'll do is they'll just add pound signs to it okay? mm. there's a reason why there is no maths teachers or a limited um, maths teachers that are there through through a generation do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's because the topic is perceived to be disengaging. Mm. So you have to know that your job is not about the topic. Your job is about engaging people. It's about building that relationship. So then when you can pass that to them, they're willing and open and, and educated to it. Because if if you can't do that, there's no point. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, and I think as well, just enjoy your job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that some of the most difficult times for me are where I'm just like, I'm walking away from this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick up bricks and put them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah, like I used to be at yeah. seventeen. Yeah. So. It's just sort of a job that you can literally turn off from. Yeah. Rather than a job where it involves people, you can't turn off because the type of person you are, you're niggling. You're like, are they safe? Are they okay? Or, or do you know what I mean? What am I doing tomorrow? How am I going to be perceived if I'm not ready? This, that, new Yeah. But just enjoy the job. Enjoy the moments when someone someone says thank you for something. Or bumps into you later on and, and says you helped me out there and, and stuff like that because that's what the job's about, really. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know you know 100 right that last one, man. I've had I've had people that that we've taught come up to me in the, in the street and it's been probably like some of the some of the the most for me personally one of the proudest moments of my life. I had a kid come up to me. It wasn't from it was when I was taught at a school in Bedford, and he came up to me and he was like. You really helped me out. Uh, I was going down the wrong road, blah, blah. And I don't remember what I did. I don't remember what I did. I just had a conversation with a kid. Do you know what I mean? And just said, look, maybe yeah, this is... Like Dan, what Danny said, when you're in the crux of it, you don't have yeah. time to reflect. and it's until you look back, because like you say, reflection, re- reflection's 2020, yeah. isn't it? Hindsight's 2020, man. You look back and you're like, oh my God, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. A lot of times you look back and you're like, holy shit, maybe I did help this kid. Or maybe it did help. Like We had uh, one of my old students on, uh, Pat. Uh, I worked with him at, 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 a, at a local upper school. And... Uh, He's doing so well for himself, and it was simple as I saw myself in him. You know what I mean? Engage with him really, really well, and and now he's doing really, really well because he because he's had these conversations when as he was growing up, and he needed you know what I mean? he he was people were there when he needed him, but like I say, man, I think from what you've said there, a lot of teachers are gonna are gonna listen to this and be like, you know what? Maybe I just need to take a deep breath. Do you know what I mean? It's not the end of the world, as much as it feels like it. It's not. And this yeah. is we're saying like we know what we're talking about. So me and Sunny have taught some very, very tough students. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we dealt with them students really, really well. Yeah, yeah, they were lovely kids, man. I, I think that's the thing. You learn, you learn people. Yeah. And that's that's every, everything that Danny said, them three points there were all about the person. Yeah. And people. people. He said nothing about like you know having this level of education, that level of yeah. education. And you're, we, we're lucky enough, got one of the best educators, in my opinion, and Bedford on the show. 100%. So listen to him. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, listen listen yeah. to what he's saying. Danny don't deal well with compliments, very, by the way. Anytime he gets complimented, no, he looks away. He, 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 he turns into his shoulder. Me? Danny, man. It's been nothing short of a pleasure. I really appreciate you Danny, coming on, so bro, bro. Coming on, man. Listen, guys, this is, yeah, this is a first for me. 
I appreciate you having me on. Not at it's all, good. man. Not at all. We appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Next we'll we'll have you on again. 100%. In person with a beer, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Mickey, keep your chin down. Like this. Sonny, <laughs> not with, mate. All right.